the In The Lab podcast with Drapes The Pro. Episode 1, featuring Rev Rip. Welcome to the In The Lab podcast. Get yourself comfortable, get your pen, get your pad, and get ready for some tricks, tips, dimes, and an insider scope to the recording studio lifestyle from people that really know their stuff and really know what they're talking about. Visit us at www.themixtapeproject.com or if you want to reach out for any questions or info, it's info at themixtapeproject.com. And now for our feature presentation. We're there. There you are. Mm. Man like Rev Rip. Yeah, yeah. What's good, fam? You all right? So I'll go on. Yeah, man, not bad, not bad. You? Come on. There, bro. There, there, there. Doing what we got to do through this madness. Yeah, man. So how you co- are you coping, bruv, really? Boy, it's, it's not too different, you know, to be honest. Like, I'm always in quarantine, just in my studio anyway, just doing what I'm doing, like, so... It's not too bad, like... Yeah. They don't get it. It doesn't really affect me, to be honest. It's not really affecting me, like... I'm just using this time to just stick my head down and just... study, study and perfect, perfect my skills during this time, innit? Everyone's just indoors, so... Might as well make the most of it. Definitely. So what when you say like studying and perfecting your craft, what do you mean like mixing and stuff like that? Just well, for the people that don't know who you are, you get me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so here's a little background. So I met Drapes. I met my man here. Um, I was rapping. I was rapping. I was doing a little music thing. Mm. And um, I went to a couple other studios and started going with the Drapes and stuff. And then I had a little Logic, little computer and a little Logic setup at my house. Um, got my own house, moved all my studio there, but then didn't want to show no one where I lived. <laughs> so then ended up moving the studio back to my mum's house, which was like a eight place. So then carried on there and then met another guy and he had a building and he had a basement and I turned the basement, been building the basement into a studio for the past five years, just, just learning it as I go along. Yeah. Ripped it down like three, four times and done it again, just trying to get the sound right and everything. And then... Um, yeah, I've been using Logic for the past five years. That's the only language I know when it comes to digital audio workstations. Mm. And um, UAD just dropped a new door called Luna. I think it's been out a month today now. So okay. I've been using last month, just studying that, trying to learn that. Oh, okay. Getting with Logic, with the routing and the buses and stuff. And where yeah. I used to have an analog setup with all the input and outputs and stuff, I was kind of used to that sort of workflow. Mm. And then in Logic, it just, I don't know, man. It's just something about it. It's not very logical. So, what um, what isn't very logical? UAD, the UAD version or the the no logic logic, logic itself. You think yeah, so? Yeah, like I don't understand. I don't. I don't. Why? If I'm opening a bus, I want bus ten. Why is bus ten now AUX thirty four? I know I, what I you just, mean. Just, it's just, just when it's 10. introduced. I just want bus ten, isn't it? I know. <laughs> now I've got to rename bus ten. I've got to rename AUX. Yeah. Delete sometimes delete the AUX because I just want it as a bus send. Mm. It's just it just doesn't it's not logical. It's just some things some things are sick. Like um the track stacking when you're recording and you're just track stacking vocals, that's sick. Mm. Um flex pitch and stuff like that is handy. But yeah, mm. I don't know man. So yeah, I've just been learning lo- um this lunar thing made by UAD for the past month. Yeah. And it's sick, I'm really enjoying it. UAD, UAD are the big dogs in the game when it comes to plugins. Like, yeah, every man's got waves and yeah, Fabfilter does its thing. There's a couple ones that just are great for what they do. But UAD, they're, 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 they're shit serious, man. 
Mm-hmm. And the fact that it doesn't run off your computer, it runs off its own DSP chips. So you don't get latency. I've got my auto-tune running live, my reverb running live, and the artist is hearing what I'm hearing. It just makes sense. So you you have to have the Twin Apollo or a UAD audio interface in order to run the door, yeah? Yes, yes, yes. Cool. It works through the hardware. That's like the licensing, licensing key that locks it in. Only bad thing about it is, say you was on the train up to Manchester or on the coach doing touring and stuff and your engineer wanted to do a couple little tweaks on a mix or something, mm. he needs to have an interface plugged in to be able to do certain things, do you know what I mean? And that might be annoying for some people, but I'm not on the road like that. I'm just in the studio, so it doesn't really bother me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. I hear that, man. All right. Um, hold on, let me... I didn't even want to hide selfie. Show selfie. There we go. Cool, man. So, like, tell tell us a, a little bit about, like, some of the challenges you've had with, okay. with, with okay. like, engineering, with artists mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You know, like, different artists that come yeah, and yeah, yeah. how you've got over it, but you know, because you know, what it is... I'll start. Yeah, what it is, it's like, I'm trying to make this a platform that, people that are trying to aspire to do what we do mm-hmm. to like run their own studio and mm-hmm. you know make a, a living for themselves they can get an insight from people that actually been there and done it and yeah, have yeah, stories yeah. you know what i mean and we can tell them the nitty-gritty of what what's real rather than mm-hmm. you know try and sell them a dream you know that's some people just think they can yeah, just yeah, buy logic yeah, Air they can just buy logic and just and just there. and just yeah, just start press running record, sessions. Set a mic yeah, press record, press record and, and done. Nah, and that's nah, editing nah, set. Nah, nah. So we, it's not that. It's yeah, not that. There's, we, levels. there's levels. Yeah, there's levels. Uh, yeah, I'll start. So um, yeah, I'm gonna drop some bombs here. Still, I'm gonna drop some secrets that I don't think the the industry wants us to tell, or all these engineers don't want us to tell, and some of them don't even know it, and that's why they're shit. Talk like, the that's thing, why they're slipping. Talk the but, um, all right, so I was always trying to find that perfect sound. I've always wanted that commercial hit record sound mm. and I was going to engineers and some of them are just sick producers and the beat making skills are just mental and you ask a man right how long you been doing this and he says oh, I've been doing this 12 years and you automatically assume that his mixing and his recording skills are going to match up with his beat making skills because you think man's just sick mm. but not being funny a lot of man can make a sick beat there's a lot of man that can make a sick beat nowadays mm. there's not a lot of sick engineers mm-hmm. it's just it's, it's, it's hard to find and um, so I was just trying to perfect it, perfect it. And I basically ended up learning by paying engineers to come in. And because not, nothing ain't free. And um, I basically paid engineers to come in. I was working with engineers and giving them a zoo, giving them a drink and chatty, chatty. And yo, yeah, mm. so what's that? What's that then? Ross? Why is that? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, that was your aim, yeah? <laughs> that was my aim. That was my aim. As an artist, I was just yeah. trying to draw out no, information you, that bit was by crafty. bit. That was crafty. That was crafty. And um, just trying to understand what I, what it was. Mm. And a lot of the time, I was just getting misled because a lot of them didn't fully know. Mm. Mm. And it was just more on a feeling. That's why there's no book on how to mix and how to record because it's all on the vibe, the acoustics of the room, how loud mm. the mic is, how mm. what's the main part of the beat? Are we going for the big bass 808? Is it going to be played in a club fairly mono? Is it going to be wide for the headphones? Mm. Like, there's so many different aspects of a mix that you can't just put up a, a cheat sheet on how to mix a track because it, it doesn't exist it, it's like cooking food different flavors and stuff so um well yeah i mean i feel like individually as engineers when we kind of refine our craft as, as i would like to put it 
we find a flow that works for us, but there's yeah. also a standard flow that works for the industry. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And as close as we can get to match our personal way that we do things to the industry standard and the way that it keeps changing and, and adapting, like I feel like... Because for me, um, when I first started out, even when I went to university, bruv, like the stuff that I learned at uni, I'm not going to lie, I feel like I didn't really learn anything at uni. Uh, I feel uh, like I learned the most of the stuff on the job, like... Actually doing it. Yeah, actually. making mistakes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Hearing... Fi- Going around different engineers as well, like that was that was good for me as well. You know what I mean? Like even when yeah. I when I first met you, I remember, I remember I was the engineer, yeah. but I I was nowhere near as skilled as I am now. But there was even things that I saw in the way that you were attempting to mix that I adopted. So yeah, like different workflows, like like the stereo, the the speech enhancer. I never used to use that before I met you. Do you know what I mean? Hey, okay, yeah, yeah. I never yeah. used to use that, but it's like. At, at a certain stage within my career, it's helped for me to, you know, uh, make make some vocals clearer. But then when I got to a, a later stage and have been around engineers like Speaks, Speak World and, mm-hmm. and, and people like that, and on top of the, the, the knowledge that I've learned about signal flow, it's like... Yep, yep, yep. You know, the volumes that we're recording in at making sure that that's, yep, no, yep, not, yep. that's, that's between minus... 12 and minus 6 and then you know what we're processing back through is no louder than minus 6 and then gain kind of gain stages yeah yeah do you know what I mean but they're they're like for me they're like a um, a basis they're like a basis once you get that basis because you know I've been learning from from my mistakes and then come to that you know what I'm trying to say where me um, I'll be able to tell somebody that and they can start from that basis and then work up. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah, no, we'll we'll get we'll get we'll get to um we'll get to the to the keys and the tricks on what to do. Let's just get more of where we come. So yeah, when I was showing you or when I showed you that speech enhancer thing five, six years ago, mm. I took that off somebody, but I probably didn't even know how I was I didn't know about gain staging then. So I was probably mm. using it wrong. Mm. And that's how the chain links up. So you took a, you took something from me, but you was probably using it wrong. And then you mm. worked out, hang on a minute. Now you probably don't use the speech. Don't use it at all, bruv. <laughs> You've got a different <laughs> way gone. of how you get there and a different yeah. method of how you get to where you get to. 100%. And it works better for you. But yeah, it's just tricks and stuff like compressors. Back to the game. Actually, no, no I'll, I'll say that in a bit. But like, mm. it's, it's, it's mad. It's mad because it's just it's just struggles in it it's just struggles and you, you, you're, you're trying to perfect it and then you look you listen back to something you've done a year ago and you think right that's actually shit mm. like man's actually so much better now and it's good to look back and see your progress and see your steps and see your levels and you, who, who you believe your competition and your competitor competitors are and stuff and it, mm. gets, it gets mad as you level up but to sum it up in theory for anybody that wants to do producing or record vocals or anything like that two things you need to know the main thing you need to know is gain staging, like what Drapes just mentioned a minute ago, mm-hmm. knowing how hot your signal's coming in. If I'm shouting into your ear as a, as a tune, how are you going to sing to that? If the headphones are too loud, how are you going to sing to that? Mm. Now, all these YouTube beats and all these beats that we get come in at master level. 
but nobody records to a track at master level. It has to be, it gets brought up there afterwards. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I get if somebody is coming in with one of them beats is turn the beat way down mm -hmm. like before it even gets to the fader. Just turn it down, probably about minus 18. Okay, so you go all the way down to minus 18, yeah? Yeah, because a lot of analog plugins, I was going to say that. They're I was emulated on analog that. gear when I'm going to start using SSL things and Neve buses and all these type of things. Mm. That is made, it's it's sweet spot, shall we say, is when it's it comes in at minus, minus 18. 18, yeah. So I'm I was going to say that. In, mm. I'm always gaining in and gaining down. So I might come in at minus 18 mm. and add, some, add, add a SSL bus compressor or something. But then by the time I get to something else, I might want to gain it down a bit because I know I'm about to join that up with another track and that's going to go to the pre-master track and that might be too loud. So I just... Making sure your whole process is is right. Your faders aren't clipping, clipping, clipping. I, I hardly use my faders. Mm. I hardly drag my faders up and down because I just so, slap a gain plugin on there. Oh, so so do you <clears throat> gain stage everything? So the 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 instrumental and the vocals. Yeah, more or less. But when you're recording in, yeah, you're obviously determining how loud that signal is going in. So when you're essentially changing the how do you gain stage it after you've already determined the level that is coming in at wouldn't that just so so when i record in i mm. always record in a little a lot louder than it's actually going to be in the mix so when you say a lot louder what sort of like input volume are we talking about um minus 18 is my sweet spot that's where i'm going for so okay so you record in minus 18 yeah yeah Okay. On a, on, a, on a VU meter, which is apparently zero in analog terms. So digital, digital minus 18, which is apparently zero in analog terms. Something like right, that. Something right, along yeah. those lines. I get it. I get by it. The time I it converts. It. So I've got, um, I use a VU meter plugin by, um, I can't remember who, but it's, basically, it's called VUMT. And okay. it's got calib calibrations on it. So when, I, when the needle hits zero, that's minus 18 and I can calibrate it to minus 16. So when the needle hits zero, it's minus 16. So I roughly know where, if my needle's hitting zero, I'm at the right levels. Mm, mm, mm. And um, I also just judge it off of what's coming into my compressor, because I'll record with a compressor as well, mm. but it won't be printed onto the track sometimes. Sometimes it will, sometimes it won't, depending on how smooth the artist is. And um, okay. I can sort of roughly, I know my compressor to the point now where I know where, where the needle's moving depending on the attack and the release and the input and the output, roughly what sort of signal is going in. Mm. So, um, okay. so, yeah, just checking. And then, obviously, I send a headphone mix out to the artist so I can turn the beat up in their headphones and I can turn the vocal down or up or send more reverb separately to what I'm hearing in the, in the control room. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. So they can be happy. And I, you know, if I say, oh, no, I want the beat louder. I don't, I don't want the beat louder, but they want the beat louder, so I'll turn it up for them. Yeah, just in the headphones, yeah. Mm. Can you turn the beat up, please? <laughs> no, always, always, always. Come always. on, come on, come on. Can I get more reverb? Let me get more delays. Yeah. Hey, what, can you turn the auto-tune up? And I'm like, yeah, I can, but like, I want you to know where you're pushing it and where you're going too far out of scale. I don't want the auto-tune just rely on the auto-tune. What's the most bogus thing you've heard from an artist for you to do that makes you think oh my god why am i here right now um that thing that they've asked you to do i honestly i'll tell you what i don't like doing i don't like 
stabbing in. You don't? No, I don't. If it's a proper artist and they know how to do it, then yeah. yeah but most artists don't know where their breath was mm. when they're stabbing in. They don't know what emotion, what tone they was using on their voice. Like, unless you're with a professional singer, then she can probably stab it in. Oh, Beyonce does it, Jay-Z does it. Yeah, cool, but you're not them. So you kind of need to try and get as much of the take as you can out with that same ride and emotion mm. on some Lil Wayne thing. Like, okay. Let's make you better, innit? Let's get you better. Oh, but I always do it this way. Yeah, but where's your improvements then? <laughs> That's really interesting because for me, I, it's funny, I always teach and always record stabs, yeah? I always teach people and, and tell them how to stab, bar, yeah, and stuff like that and, and make sure when they're recording their stabs, they're not including vo um, ad-libs in it as well because yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. when we're yeah, going yeah. now to mix it, it's, you know? But for me, stabs are essential because they subliminate, they're supposed to subliminally support what's going on in the main take. For me. I so I'm not talking about stabs. I'm not talking about actual stabs. I'm oh. talking about, you, you know, when um, a man a man can't drop a whole 16, so he needs to drop four bars and then he needs to come back in and right. drop the next four bars. In parts. Yeah, in parts. All stabs, right. Stabs, stabs, okay, stabs. yeah, yeah. I get you now. So basically... Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, we on the wrong page. yeah, we was definitely on the wrong page. So when, <laughs> so when our no, art, I love stabs, I love stabs, normal stabs, I love stabs. Right, right. So when our artist comes and say, for instance, they might, they might be, they might not have written their verse, or mm -hmm. might have written some of their verse and got to a certain point, and then they want to freestyle, like maybe yeah. two bars, three bars, four bars. He's saying that's tedious, basically. It's I, I don't recommend it mm. unless you're sick. Unless you're sick, yeah. If I can see the talent in the person, and I know, I'm like, yeah, like I always say to someone, yeah, let's give it a try. And it annoys me because I can tell that they're not. But you, you never know, innit? They might just be, you never know. So I always give it a try. And then I say, bro, like, I think you need to just, how about we take out this word for here and that word for here so you can run onto it with a flow because so you can actually drop it. And then you can get the emotion of when you actually go out of breath to stand more and put more emotion into the bar. So then you can come up with the big bullet point strong here. And it more of a ride, more of a ride with the, Rather than just monotone, da 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 mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're just so going to stab in four bars, da 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 all mm. day long. There's no emotion in that, man. So what would you... You would recommend that they learn their bars and, um, and they do a whole take? Or if they're going to break it up into parts, that there's some sort of flavour and variation to when they're coming in? Is when we're talking about rap, like a singer, it's different. But when we're talking about rap, yeah, where we come from the era where we were just spitting and clashing man on road, there weren't no mics, we didn't have no stop and pause and all that there. The beat drops, you got to catch the drop mm. and you got to ride your 16. You know what Shiloh. I mean? So we wrote our bars and we knew how to, where our breaths were and what rare, rare, rare. We knew how we was going to slow down this word or slide this word so we could come strong on this word and rare, rare. And that was the Good art of, of lyrics. Good point. You know what I mean? Especially with this UK faster flow that we've always had. It's always been a bit faster than America. Yeah. So, and America's got a very lazy, slurred language. They can rhyme certain words and it just it just rhymes. But you it's try true. and do that in English, you're going to sound like a twat. Mm. It's just not going to work. So it's, it's always been a bit madder. So I always, when someone's coming with bars, I'm always thinking like, can you drop your bar live to the man then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without your bridging on another mic stabbing you, without the DJ playing your stabs and your backup bars, can you drop your bar? Like, can you perform your bar? Because mm. this is, the actual recording needs to be probably the best performance. You might go on tour and go on stage and you're not going to perform it as good as you performed it in the mic. Probably not. 
this 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 is very interesting because it's like all right this is what you see like all right when we talk about mcs yeah yeah i personally think yeah that dot rotten okay is if not the best grime mc he's Mm -hmm. one of them yeah Mm -hmm. but i feel like he couldn't do a live show and show his whole tu- any one of his newest whole tunes, like the the grime ones where he's he's jumping in like 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 we're talking about. You can hear on the tune he's jumping in and he's jumping in and he's jumping. He's doing four bars jumping in, mm-hmm. doing four bars jumping in. I don't think he can go and show a whole thing because I know what it's like, bro. The way the way the way Gets can or Kano can. Yeah, but bro, I don't think that Gets is a good performer. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And, and maybe not. Like, I, I'll be honest with you. It's because of all of that. And he losing breath and whatever. Ex-mos. You get me. So for me, a sick artist, a sick studio artist, yeah, mm-hmm. needs to have that balance, like you were saying, for when they go and perform live. Because even Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne has wait, got. I was waiting cert- for you to bring him up. I was waiting for you to bring. Lil him up. Wayne and Eminem, yeah, they're two yeah. of the best. Cool. Lil Wayne has got a tune and couple tunes and, and, and Eminem where you can hear that they're jumping in at certain points of the tune and they're yeah. they're not um recording a full tape. Hold on, yeah. <coughs> so it's like when he but goes lot, to perform it now. There, there, there's a yeah. lot of Lil Wayne's tunes where he's not jumping in and he's just going ham and he's using his breaths, going out of breath to ride this part and he's using when he's using his higher octave and then he's going back to the lower octave and then he's like... Yeah, he's an artist. He's coming from he's a, old school though, he's man. An artist. He's a He's yeah. coming from the old school, so he, he appreciates his voice and his... His voice as an instrument. That's it. Yes, yes, he exactly. appreciates his voice as an instrument. Uh, I feel like a lot of new artists... They don't see their voice as an instrument and they literally, you know, like like you were saying, we knew what an 8 bar and a 16 bar was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it's like, that's the time when you pa- you wouldn't pass the mic on the 6th bar. Ball. No. You would just stop and then it's like, what are you doing, man? Don't pass in the mic again. You know what I'm yeah. trying to say? Because he doesn't yeah. know what he's doing, but it's like, There'll be issues, yeah. 8 bar, 16 bar. So not a lot of these youths, they're not, schooled on how to do it they're just listening and trying to replicate that so when they come to the studio exactly, exactly. they're doing yeah, like a seven bar and then you know what i mean or a 13 bar you know what i'm trying to say so i feel like that's, that's what it is that's why when i work with artists i'm always trying to draw out the best in them do you know what i mean and inspire them to want to improve themselves mm. like yeah you're sick and your brethren jump up and down and say this is hard mm. but let's get can it be better if 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 they say bruv you know what i like my thing Rare, rare, they ain't going to force it on them. I'm going to put a couple open suggestions and see if they want to, you know what I mean? And I won't do that on the first session. I'll do that once we've, once we've built a vibe with the artist and they sort of know me and they know that I've got bars and they know I actually know what I'm talking about. Mm. Then they'll, they'll ask me for suggestions. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And sometimes I might grab their phone, like not grab their phone, but they'll give me their phone like, and I'll just adjust up things and work mm. on bars and just tighten up things for them. Mm-hmm. And... Um, in this day and age, like where they said Drake don't write all his bars, I feel like rap now has become such a pop, such a, a, a commercial pop thing now that it's not even that deep if a man don't write his own bars. Obviously, if we're going to the real nitty gritty of hip hop and rare, then yeah, cool. Mm. But when they're talking about units and selling units in the mainstream 
Beyonce don't write her songs. Someone wrote her songs, but she damn sang it well. She mm. fucked it up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's true. I I want to ask you um, because recently, if you can remember, you mm-hmm. sent me a song, and it's funny because I took that song yeah and I posted it in one of the Mandem groups, mm-hmm. and um, asked asked their their opinion of the song in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to bait up which song it is. But I think you know which give, song give it is. A, give, me a, give me a clue what song it was without letting people know yet and I'll let you know because I don't even know what song you're talking about right now. All right, cool. It was a drill tune. Uh-huh. That With was... a couple gal. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, we'll leave that one. We'll leave we'll that leave one. <laughs> <laughs> don't kill me, Rip. Don't kill me, Rip. No, uh, no, 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 no. We're good, we're good, we're good. We'll leave that one still. All right, cool. So, so what I, what I want to know, yeah, what I literally mm. what I want to know is, mm-hmm. like, how do you differentiate and determine and set your kind of um, your standard of the artist that you work with? How do you do mm-hmm. that? Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, do you just yeah, work yeah, with yeah, everybody, yeah. or do you, if someone comes and you're not really feeling them? Do you not work with them again? Or how do you work with your clients? If, if I'm not feeling somebody, I'm always trying to... I always want to improve somebody. And if they're willing to learn and they're willing to get better, then... So I think maybe if I'm not feeling somebody, mm. I'm not just going to sit there and press record and take their money. Like... Well, serious? Not, so what would you do? You know, Stop? I'll, I'll pull them in and say, yo, come we spit this bar, rare, rare, and okay. let's work on this and let's work on that, rare, rare, and rare, rare, rare. Like, that's, that's, I care about the music too much. It's not mm. just money, money, money. Mm. I care about, yo, what my man work? And, you know, one day they're going to come talk to me like man's Dre, and, yo, when I worked with Rip, it was mad and rare, rare, rare. And that's, that's what I'm going for, is trying to add magic back into this shit. Mm. So if, 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 I, if I'm not feeling it, plus I'm, I'm, I'm fairly expensive compared to most, most of these studios where it's like 20 pound an hour and stuff mm. but i'm not feeling it and, and and i'm trying to help them and they don't want my help and it's clear that now because i know what i'm doing i just want to do my thing and i'll tell them openly i'll say cuz i got a guy for you still 25 20 an hour you know what i mean okay so you like it you okay. like it i, I don't, I don't want to just sit there and take a man's money and this it doesn't nah it's, it's not that i respect it man i mean it's it's always a jammy one because some man, like I've been, I feel like I've done my graft, my years of graft, where I've left my house, certain weeks, I've got sessions from 12 o'clock till nine o'clock mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. hour, bow, 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 bow. Yeah, yeah. All the way through the work, up, all through the week, I'm the only one doing it and then I've had to get someone else to start, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. every single, I've been through so many sessions and met so many different types of artists. But it got to a stage where me being able to offload and allow my staff to do the your sessions... Bro, do your thing. Bro, your actual work on it, you it allowed me to do that, but it also cut out that, oh, I don't really want to work with these lot no more. Do you get what I'm trying to say? They're killing my vibe. They're killing my soul. I feel like I'm selling my soul because yeah, I'm doing yeah, it for yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. I need to pay my bills. But I'm yeah. not happy right now. I don't want to record you. I don't want to listen yeah. to your bars. I don't no. think you're good. But no. I, I think because my aim and objective and my angle was always helping up-and-coming artists and helping to develop them, that's been something that yeah. I've done innately. But it gets yeah. to a point, it's like, you know, like um, someone that works in a nursery, 
Yeah, a, a woman that works in a nursery, she might love kids, but it's going to get to a point where them bloody kids are going to annoy you. You get me? Like, they're going to yeah, get on yeah, your nerves, yeah. innit? You understand? So, you know what I mean? But we yeah. have our different ways of how we of how we deal with our clients. Um, so, so, where, in terms of your studio business, yeah, are you just trying to keep it as, you know, someone rings the phone, you book them in, you deal with your clients like that? Or are you trying to develop it into more of an, a business, an enterprise, something bigger? Or is it just you as an engineer, you're coming to um, meet Rip and yeah. work with Rip and, and, and he's going to make your sound the best sound and he's got the equipment that's going to make... You know what I mean? Is it about you um, or is it about a, business, honest, a wider to, business? To be honest, it's a bit of both. Obviously, like you just touched on, we need to survive. Do you know what I mean? Mm. The bills have to get paid. So, like, to be honest, it's a bit of both. But, yeah, ultimately, the main goal is to turn this into a serious brand where, you know, labels and that will come to me as an executive producer or a songwriter or even a recording engineer or even a mixing engineer. Like, something to do with the shit. Like, I'm, I'm going to mm. be involved in some things. Mm. Now, on the sides, I might be doing adverts. I want to do some adverts for main... Just little quick adverts for main labels. I know a guy, he does adverts for someone and... Um, for a big TV program, for mm. a big um, TV company, and he gets like twenty bags a month, mm. and it's plus royalties and stuff, and it's mad. And I'm just thinking, hold on, hang on, like, so it's just about building up to the point where you can live comfortable, and you can actually say, hang on a minute, I want to get this artist, I'm gonna pay for everything, I'm gonna rare, rare, rare. We can build this and do this and do that if you want to. Mm. If, do you know what I mean? If you want, and not have to be tied down to the chair, pressing record and. Putting, oh, just oh, to put food in the fridge, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's jarring, it's jarring. Especially if you don't like the artist. When you feel the artist, a lot of the times when I'm feeling the artist, I give them an hour free because I'm yeah. feeling the track. And yeah. I know we're talking about things. I'm pulling them out of the booth. We're talking things. We're breaking things down. We're trying to improve on certain, you know mm. what I mean? Trying to get a deeper understanding of what this record is about and how we're going to turn it from an idea and a demo into an actual record. Mm. So I'll give them an hour free or whatever. It doesn't bother me if I'm enjoying myself. Mm. But yeah, sometimes it just gets draining, like you're saying. It's, mm. it's okay, so <clears throat> is there any like tips or advice that you would give to someone that's trying to set up a studio like we have and trying to make it into, you know, trying to go the route, similar route to, yeah, what, yeah, to yeah. where we've, we've gone? Okay, so the main tip I would say is understand gain staging, understand the signal that's going into your compressor. If you shout and scream into your compressor, the needle's gonna go mad and it's gonna compress it a damn lot. Um, if you whisper into it, it's not even gonna compress and it's not gonna do nothing. Same as the amount of information that's going into your EQ when you're boosting and you're cutting on EQs. If you're screaming into that EQ or if you're whispering into that EQ, you're not really getting much of a difference. So make sure you get the gains right mm. coming in and out of, 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 of your sound. That's the key thing. I think once you do that, just with a bit of compression and a bit of EQ, you know, side chaining, all of these other things, you get your faders and your gain right and a bit of panning, you've got a fairly good mix already. You've got a good foundation. Mm. Like, simply, you don't need all the big bad plugins to do this and all do that. Like, it's just what tools work for you. Mm. Um, I would say, I, sound, I must sound like I'm bloody signed, sponsored by them or something, but I would say... <laughs> Get a UAD interface. Mm. Yes, they're slightly expensive. I don't know. You can get an arrow for like four fifty, I think, and um, that's bus powered, so it hasn't got an actual plug socket. So you have to have a USB C 
Mac. You can't have an old Mac to do it. Mm. Um, but then, yeah, an Apollo Twin. Now you've got some nice preamps, nice sounds that even if you have got a rubbish mic, you've still got something. Once you're sending the right levels, you're in a good place. And um, ears, learn your ears. Learn your ears. Like, train your ears. Know how. And it's, it's not easy. It's not easy because all the tracks we're learning from are mastered. Mm-hmm. And, um, so you don't hear the no, I don't know a Beyonce track before it got sent off to mastering. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. actually know what happened in the studio before it sent off and my man mastered it with his 60 grand speakers and his in a different thing. So it's mm. and mastering does do a lot to a track if it's done correctly. And mm. if the engineer and the mixing up the mixing engineer and the mastering engineer have an understanding, you know, most times they do. It does a lot. So it's hard to learn the, the high end frequencies and the low end frequencies and and stuff. Mic positioning if the person's got a lisp, you know. Mm. Um Biggest thing I find is once I have set my gain and I'm recording, I'm using the um, Avalon preamp 737. And yeah. um, I always got to tell the artist, move back from the mic when you're going to give it some. And, you know, don't be afraid to move closer to the mic when you're doing your little smooth rare tear tear thing. Because mm. once I start clipping, I can't just go from... Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. My settings, what, what am I? It's not going to work. That's where we will have to do it in tapes. But ideally, I don't want it. You see Beyonce and all the big singers, Adele and that, moving back, stretching away when they're hitting the high notes. Yeah, it's yeah. mic control. It's not about just sitting in a room with your phone in your hand and spitting bars. Mm. You need to know. JME, from there on, I said it was sick. When he switches that on, obviously back in the day, the quality weren't good. But I guarantee mm. if he does that now, he's pulling back from the mic. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. All right, so you as an artist, yeah, because, um, you know, <clears throat> nowadays... I think people like us who have maybe been guided towards the role of a sound engineer uh-huh. because we had to, like for me, you remember Lay Them, Spray Them back in the day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like when I used to produce our, our beats, I, like when I'm recording the tunes and trying to mix them, I'm realising, bruv, I... I want to be able to do this sick. I want my tunes to sound sick. I'm listening yeah. to, like, even... Uh, was it Ghetto Gospel? Ghetto Gospel, yeah, by Ghetto. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, was yeah. engineered by Danny C. Mm-hmm. Is one of the best compilations from our UK artists, period, in terms of quality. Yeah? Oh, yeah. It was sick. Like, he, Danny C, knew, he inspired me to do what I'm doing. Do you get what I mean? He's yeah. one of the people that inspired me. But as an Large artist... Large up gets. Big them up, big them up. But as an artist, like I said, I was guided to the sound engineering thing because it fulfilled a need that I had to already suffice something that I was, I was having issues with and, and challenges. Mm-hmm. And that was mm-hmm. as a producer. Mm-hmm. Now, you've kind of been led to this sound engineer role as a result of, you know, trying to make your sound, your songs better do you get what I mean yeah and I yeah. ended up in here but as an artist do you a what what do you put preference on um as a as an artist as a producer as a sound engineer and what have you got coming as an artist forthcoming Ooh. so two questions artist, artist is on on pause at the moment to mm. be honest like I'm not really too bothered I'm not really too Oh, me, 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 I want to be on stage, everyone's saying my name. I'm, uh, yeah, I feel, I feel like I've grown out of that. 
And um, that's not really my main concern. Producer, mm. in general terms, i.e. writing beats, making beats, mm. that's sort of the last, that's sort of after artist. I say artist is at the bottom of my concerns. Then producer, um, executive producer after that, or maybe even songwriter. And my main concern is recording and mixing artists. So um, you're so you're 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 fully embracing the the recording and mixing artist thing and putting preference of that over everything else, yeah. Yeah, man, I'm trying to I'm trying to mix Coldplay's next album Jeez, or fucking Rihanna's crazy. next thing or something. Do you know what I mean? That's I'm trying crazy. to write a couple of songs for that shit as well. Like, now that's crazy for me to see because obviously I've seen your growth as yeah, as a rapper, this, this, and, as a rapper and as a mix engineer. Do you know what I mean? And um, yeah. yeah, man, it's, 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 it's interesting. It's very interesting that you say that still. So what have you got coming up, like, projects-wise? Are you, are you putting anything out into the world of so music? I've, I've got an artist that I've got a recording contract with. Okay. And um, we've done a deal. And um, we've got an EP together. And I've made all the beats. Uh, I think it's like a seven-track EP. Mm. Um, actually, bar one beat. One beat I got off of somebody. Well, we've done a beat swap. We both, we do, I don't want to pay for it. He didn't want to pay for that beat. We just swapped beats. Mm. And um, so I've got the licensing for the beat and everything. But there's one beat I haven't made. And actually, that's the hardest beat to mix because he's made the beat and I'm trying to mix it and get it into the same sound and sonics of the rest of the EP. Of them, yeah. And it's just, I've had to redo some drums and redo some basses and stuff because mm. it's, just, it's just a myth. I've been back and forth with that track. Mm. But um, yeah, this track, this EP, it's basically finished. We've got seven tracks. About four of them are like ninety five percent finished. Like we're happy with them. We could release them tomorrow if we wanted to. But the EP is called Rainy Season, okay. so we're probably gonna put it out like October, November. Okay. What genre? Um, like rap R and B. It's got like a weekend vibe to it. It's got like a, um, a little bit of Post Malone vibe to it. Um, a little bit of a Drakey sort of vibe to it. Mm. Very. Very American, I would say, but it's like English. Obviously, I've made sure we keep it English, we keep it British. But a very commercial sound, I would say. Okay, um, okay. Maybe I'll play a track. If the sound connects and we can do all the sound connection, that maybe I can play a track. And yeah, because I swear he was playing something a little while ago. I heard it while I went into the Okay, yeah, yeah. That might, yeah, that was a different track from the same, from the same artist. Yeah, right, um, man. So, yeah, of, of late, we've just been making a couple singles. I think we're putting a track out... What are we, the 5th of May? We're supposed to be putting a track out on the 8th of May. For some reason, he wants to use SoundCloud. Yeah. Just put it out on SoundCloud for a week or two and then put a couple tracks on Spotify. So we're going to start the releasing soon. Yeah, cool. Of this artist. His name's uh, Giorgio Forever, by the way. Okay, I was going to ask you that. And what genre is it? Um, like R&B rap. Okay. Sort of. Bit of that emo rock, maybe if you want to put Post Malone and all them sort of man in that sort of emo rock category, then yeah, bit, bit, bit of that, bit of weekend. Okay. This one here is a bit like, I don't know. You tell me what genre it is. Hmm. So let me see. Let me go into Zoom, share my screen. Share computer audio. Um, I'm using this thing called listen to which basically transfers the sound to you so you can hear my transmission so i'm going to email you a link yeah. for it you just have to open it on your browser on a separate browser okay. and you'll be able to hear the sound 
that's mad. It just you just literally just pushed. You just took over my whole screen, bro. <laughs> uh, how comes that? How comes? I want it to. I'm, see. Sh I'm sharing my screen now, so we can pick and choose whose whose screen we're sharing. You wasn't sharing your screen, I don't believe, so it was open for me to share mine. Oh, so that whole time that was recording, you couldn't see my face. I can see your face in the little camera thing, but okay. for the actual, you wasn't. It wasn't. I don't know. You wasn't sharing me your screen. Your, what was on your computer? I couldn't see what was on your computer. Right. The viewers. Right. Okay. Couldn't see what was on. Yeah, your yeah, computer. yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. Because I would have to. I would have to screen share. Yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. So this is this is the lunar thing you were talking about, yeah. This is the lunar thing I was talking about. Um, one of the main things I love about it is this need for summon. Yeah. Um, you get this with all your buses. Okay. You, it's not free. You have to buy it. I think it's about 230 quid. So Neve, is Neve run by um, UAD or something like that? Or they got no, a partnership? no, no. Basically, I would say UAD, yeah, in my version, is like FIFA and Pro. You see how Arsenal was North London? Yeah. They didn't have the licenses to go and call man Burkamp and call man Ian Wright and call it Arsenal and that. UAD have actually gone to Neve, gone to SSL, the way how FIFA has... And got yes, perfect, signed off, perfect, signed off by perfect. the big guys, and yeah. said, "Yeah, that's actually an emulation of our shit." Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. a couple others that have done that as well. There's a couple others. There's a couple other plugins that have done that as well. Okay. But that's mainly what UAD is about. All their stuff is just certified. Okay, okay. And um, plus, it, it all runs off of DSP chips that you get in um, in your interfaces, like little memory card chips. So it doesn't kill off your computer with the RAM and stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. But um, yeah, let me just play it and see if it comes through. There we go. Got it. Cool. Yeah. Alright, yeah. So this is a track. Um, I made the beat, recorded it, mixed it, got my friend in on a guitar. Yeah. And tried to do my thing. Tried to turn it into a record, you know? Cool, cool. This has got like a 45 minute um, limit, yeah? So okay. we're gonna have to tie up. But yeah, flipping, that sounds clean, Rev. That on on safe, on, man, on, safe. On, on, on the headphones. Is, is this is this not mixed though, is it? 
It's basically mixed, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I'm, su I'm surprised. Why? Why did you say that? Because I think the the low end, the not the mm -hmm. low end, the kick, the kicks, and the drum kit. Maybe because I'm using headphones, they're not coming through as clear, but it does sound okay. very clean. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's just coming out like that. Oh, oh, I think maybe that was yeah. a bit of um, like a lo fi sort of stylistic taste where we just covered so it with the bass and the guitar and the reverb and the vocals. Yeah. yeah okay, Didn't okay. want the drums too slappy, slappy. And I'd just say, I'd literally just say, like, the, some of the vocals are, are, like, he's got a couple of notes that are off, do you know what I mean? Maybe you yeah, can yeah, yeah. Flex, flex, I don't know if they got their I'm own rubbish, version of I'm pitch. rubbish at vocal tuning. I'm actually not Yeah, great that's, at my, that that's my pet flipping thing, uh, bruv, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, man, but, yeah, bro, it's been a sick talk, you know what I mean? We've able to, yeah, we've given them some dimes and whatever. And, um, yeah, give, what, where, can, where can the people catch you if they want to link up with your network with you? Um, right now, Instagram is Trent, T-R-E-N-T dot O-S-E. Mm. And you can just catch me on there, DM me, and just shout me. Make it work. All right, cool, my brother. Good talking to you. Yeah, Keep man, up the good up. work. All right, bro, cool. Visit us at www.themixtapeproject.com or if you want to reach out for any questions or info, it's info at themixtapeproject.com.